everyone, welcome to Mums on Cloud9. Within our podcast, we aim to inspire mums to progress their careers in the tech sector from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face within the workplace. This week, we're continuing to talk about how to relaunch your career successfully and everything that goes in hand with that. Today, we're talking about time management, which is always top of the list for the things that people seem to struggle with, particularly when we're talking to mums. It's been the prime topic of conversation, um, even in our own team this week, because every quarter we set our goals as a team, we reflect on what's worked and what's not. And quite a few times I heard in that call was I need to manage my time better. But quite often we don't know how to do it. And that's what actually some of our team were saying this week. They were like, I need to manage more time. I need to find more time but I don't know how to achieve it. Well, today I'm lucky to be joined by Nikki Odin, who has some secret tips for us. I'm very excited. I'm going to be definitely sharing this podcast with my team, Nikki, as well. So (laughs) Nikki loves this topic. It's what she loves to talk about all the time. Um, Nikki is the founder and creator of Your Ideal Mum Life and host of Love Your Mum Life podcast. So Nikki, welcome to the show. Tell us about why you're so passionate about this topic and what you do. Thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to be here. I think I'm so passionate about this topic because I used to be horrible at managing my time. And I know from that experience, and I mean, it was years of living in survival mode, that it is the number one cause of burnout, not only among employees and business owners, but as mothers, it's really hard to enjoy life and enjoy what you're doing in business and in work if you can't manage your time because you always feel like you're letting someone down or something's slipping through the cracks or I'm one missed deadline away from everything falling apart. And that's just not a good feeling. It's it's like you're in fight or flight all the time. Yeah, so, so having experienced that, I, I decided one day after a, a crippling series of mom fails that something had to change with the way I was quote unquote managing my time. And I just started slowly experimenting with different systems and hacks to see what would work for me. And I kind of figured it out. And and I've gotten to the point now where I've been able to coach other moms through those systems and it's worked for them as well. So I'm super passionate about it because I know it's, it's one of those things that we all struggle with, but it's something that we can all learn how to manage. Oh, amazing. I think you've got everybody hooked now. We're like, oh, what are those things? <laughs> I want to know more. Um, so yeah, so let's start by talking about, you know, why is this a problem in the first place? I mean, I'm certainly one of those that I'm like, I'm writing lists here and then I start mm-hmm. writing lists somewhere else. And then I'm like, okay, right. too many lists. And then I start a new list and I've forgotten what was on the other list. So I, I'm one of those people, you know, like many other people, you've got to find your things. And, um, you know, traditional planners, I mean, gone are the days you had your calendar and your diary and love some people love those things but yeah talk us through some of the ways that um you know do or don't work for people in terms of actual planning planning things out and having tools to do that so I think we all have the best intentions and those of us who do still love a traditional diary or planner probably love it because it's pretty and it seems like if it's pretty I'll I'll do it yeah. right <laughs> we're the it, stationary right <laughs> we do and and it's one of those things probably in January or in December we're like next year I'm going to use my planner but I have found that although a traditional planner when used in intentionally and with the right mindset which I'm going to talk about in a second can work if you just use a planner by itself it's you're going to find like, why I plan these things and I still don't stick to them. I'm still not honoring my time blocks. Why is this happening? And the reason is because we're not starting with what we want. 
And if we aren't starting with what we want, we don't really know where we want to go. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Well, if you don't know where you're going, then it doesn't really matter which direction you walk in, does it? Right. Mm -hmm. When she's talking to the treasure cat, it's very true with our time. If I don't know exactly what I want to accomplish, then I'm not going to be intentional with how I spend my time. I will allow other people to to dictate how I spend my day, whether that's because there's a fire that pops up that I feel I need to urgently put out now or some other crisis or disaster happens. Some of those things feel like they're important, but they're really just urgent and they don't need to happen right now. But we get pulled in all these directions because we don't have a clear focus on where we want to go. Mm -hmm. So the first question I always ask moms, especially moms in business is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't take the time to sit down and think about what do I want personally as a woman, as a mother, what do I want to accomplish in my life? And then professionally, what do I want to accomplish? So I really recommend people sit down and take a minute to dig deep into what they want to achieve in the next 12 months. And you can do this at any time of the year. Obviously, January is the time everyone wants to do it, but you could do it right now and decide what do I want to achieve in the next 12 months personally? So let's start with personally, because maybe there's some health goal that you're, you've been meaning to tackle, or there's something in one of your relationships that you want to improve or, or to be better and be really crystal clear and focus on what you want to have happen, like really visualize what that would look like for you and write those goals down. And business, we're really good at this. We we sit down, we talk about our big goals and we talk about milestones, et cetera. But we don't always do that in our personal lives. And it's very important when you're in business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if your personal life falls apart, Mm. it's really hard to focus in business. And if you're not giving that attention and focusing on what you want personally, it's going to trickle down into everything else you do. I mean, I'm divorced, so I can speak to that. I recall when I was going through that time and I couldn't focus at all on any of my professional goals because I had this thing was happening in my personal life that maybe I hadn't been paying enough attention to, or that Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't giving the proper care and, and, and that was distracting me. So I think Mm -hmm. we always need to focus on our personal goals first. And I recommend having no more than three personal and three professional goals a year. Mm -hmm. Feels manageable. Right. I mean, if you only have one in each category that even better, but Mm -hmm. if you, if you are really ambitious and you have we want to have more than one. I recommend not having more than three big goals. Mm -hmm. And then from there, once we know what we want to achieve, we can back into what we need to be doing on a monthly, weekly, and even daily basis to get there. And it becomes, you can take something big, hairy, and audacious, like losing a hundred pounds, for example, and break it into something bite-sized, something you can do every day. And you know that you're moving toward your goal. And then once we have those big things crystallized in our minds and we're moving toward them, we won't, we won't feel that temptation to say yes to things that aren't going to support that big goal and fill our plates with too many things. And like I said before, get distracted by things that seem urgent, but really in reality are not important. Mm. We, we just need that sort of pole star, that guiding light. And that's where we start. Okay. So from like, there, once we know where we're going, then we have to figure out how we manage all of the things that are swimming around in our brain. Like you were talking about the lists. I have (laughs) four or 5,000 lists. I always recommend every week doing a complete mental dump in one place. 
Mm-hmm. So we don't do it on sticky notes. We don't do it in this notebook or in that but notebook in one place. So if you're an electronic person, you can use the notes section of your phone. Mm-hmm. Or if you are like me and you like to put pen to paper, you have a, a piece of paper where everything is going to go and sit down for 30 minutes. Give yourself 30 minutes and write down everything that you have to do. Even if it has nothing to do with your big, hairy, and audacious goals, like just everything that's on your mind. So mm-hmm. books you want to read, courses you want to take workouts that you want to try or little things like texts you need to respond to emptying out your inbox and your email every I'm talking everything doesn't matter <laughs> how big or small that it meant is. to make you feel better emptying your head on one hand <laughs> but seeing right. on paper is another thing isn't it <laughs> and it's but it feels really good to get it out I mean it doesn't mm. matter how big or small it is it doesn't matter if you think you're never going to have time to do it it doesn't matter if it's been on your list for months if it's on your mind, put it on the paper. Mm-hmm. And this serves two purposes. One, once it's out of your mind and onto paper, it just feels better. It really yeah. does. Yeah. That that feeling that we have where we're anxious or we feel like we're going to drop a ball or we're forgetting something, it's because we have so much in our mind and it's not captured anywhere. We're, we're trying to remember it, right? It's noise right. all the time. Yeah. Right. And it's sometimes that nagging, like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like mm. I'm forgetting something. And so once you have it all on, out on the paper and it can be messy, chicken scratch, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just needs to be out there. Then you can sort through it and things are less likely to fall through the cracks because you at least have it listed in one place, one place. So that I, that I can't stress that enough. You know, there's no point. I'm imagining like wrapping paper because you then got a long list, right? (laughs) Just keep adding to it each week because an A4 piece of paper would get a bit small. (laughs) So I have like, I I do use one piece of paper and then I cross things off. And then once they're crossed off, I take what's left and put them on another piece of paper. But each week I have the one piece of paper or the one file, the Google doc, whatever it is, just so that it's, I don't want to write something on a sticky note and then maybe leave it in the office or Leave, leave it in my black hole of a purse and never find it again. And then it, it defeats the purpose of, of capturing it because then I don't remember where I put it. Yeah. But once we get to that point, we then we can sort through and prioritize. And this is another the big thing with time management, prioritize what we must do, what we should do and what we would like to do. So I, I put those in like an A, B and C category. Mm-hmm. So the things I must do, the things that are A, on my list are anything having to do with taking care of myself. So I can't wiggle out of it. Mm-hmm. Anything having to take care of myself is, is an A item, or if it supports one of those big, huge goals I have personally or professionally, that's an A item. That's a must mm-hmm. do anything else that I feel like I really should do. Like this would be a, a nice thing to do if I had a little bit of extra time and it, it is important, but not as important as the A things that's a B. And then anything I'd merely like to do is a C. Mm-hmm. And then I can, now I can go back to my planner and I can calendar all the A items. Yeah. All the A items go in first, no B's or C's go in. And that, and at that time you might be like, well, I labeled this a B, but maybe it really is an A or I labeled it an A, maybe it really is a B. And you can make those decisions as you see the slots filling up and where your time is being used, where you're deciding to block your time out. And then from there, if there's room, then you add in your top B items. And if there's room, you add in the C items, but guess what? it's not all going to fit in one week. And that's okay. That is okay. The the beauty of this is that the things you did intentionally make time for are the things that matter most. Mm -hmm. Not everything matters equally. And I, we all have to stop acting like it does. That's where we get into this whack-a-mole survival mode thing is giving everything equal importance. It really doesn't have equal importance. Mm -hmm. And that's where prioritizing is so huge. 
Mm, I love that prioritization because actually what we teach in the cell, what we teach Salesforce professionals is um, agile prioritization, which is exactly the must have, should have, could have um, Mm -hmm. hierarchy. So it's exactly the same. So, and I regularly will say to my team, you know, we talk about agile project management from a Salesforce requirements point of view, but equally I use agile prioritization in my life too so I completely resonate with what you're saying probably don't apply it enough to be fair you know it's great that you're sort of saying you know every day um every week sorry be intentional write down what you need to do prioritize it and restructure your diary because we don't do that we just kind of frimmingly go through you know like oh pulled here pulled there and you in my my diary gets filled up with stuff but I blocked out my diary for some you know when I don't have meetings because otherwise I find that I don't find enough time to do to respond if I'm in meetings all day or I'm here or I'm there I don't do things so have you seen any other ways for people to get their time back I suppose like I've tried to do by just blocking out some time for me and to just get my head down and answer emails and things Yes, I think exactly what you said. I love the synergy there between our our two methodologies. You do have to be intentional and you have to, sometimes I, I literally write down on my mental dump list, figure out a way to do X because there's something I have to do that relates to one of my big goals and I haven't figured out how to do it. So I'll just block time on my calendar where I'm literally going to sit there and think or brainstorm about how I'm going to solve this problem. We, we need to be planning these things like any other thing we would plan, like a doctor's appointment or something for our, uh, our children, a recital. We we need to plan our, our goals out the same way and manage our time the same way. And then we need to look at our list and look at all the other things that we didn't calendar and think, is there a way for me to automate this task or outsource this task or get help with it? Because probably those things that don't make it onto your calendar don't necessarily need to be done by you. They need to be done, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily by you. So I'm talking about things like grocery shopping or even schlepping your kids from point A to point B, if you can get help with with that task or Mm -hmm. with laundry or, or things around the house, those things are very, very easily outsourced. And they're really easy ways to take back hours of your week because although they need to be done, they don't need to be done by you. If we're being honest, they can be outsourced and done by a grocery delivery service or a friend who's able, like if your child has a sporting event and there's another child who's going to that event, you're friends with that parent, why not let them take your child? You know, these are sometimes mindset shifts for some moms, but they are really very tangible, accessible ways to take back our time. Mm. And then I Go love ahead. that. I've just given an example, actually, because that's very relevant for me this week in my quarterly planning, because every quarter, again, as our team, we sort of sit down and go, well, what's working? What's not personally and mm-hmm. professionally? And I was looking at my diary and I'm, I travel it can take me an hour and a half round trip to take the kids to school in the morning. Now, I only do that. I know your eyes. <laughs> that's <laughs> a know? long time. It's a long time, isn't it? And um I have to do that alternate Mondays and Thursdays and Fridays because I have kids 50% of the time. But then I mm. will make time in the week to go see them play sport at school um, and go and pick them up. And like we've got our swimming gala, we've got gymnastics all day Saturday. So there's all these other things that I'm doing as what I would say quality time with the kids rather than just sat in the car. So I have rang up and I've got the bus now picking them up on those three yeah. days because I'm like, I can't physically fit everything in. And then at the weekend, I end up working when I could be doing stuff for myself, you know, more so. And so I'm like, well, look, it's going to cost me 
an extra 20 quid or whatever to get them picked up. But that's four and a half hours I get back um, right. and I can use. And so it's important just to think about quality time with the kids. You know, yes, I'd love to be dropping the kids off at school, but I'd much rather, I think they would much rather me be at a sports match than me axe a sports match to, you know, dropping them off at school in the morning. So it's interesting, isn't it? Just tweaks like that. And I think overcoming the mum guilt with some of those things, yes. it's kind of, you know, going, well, actually, what's more important here? Again, thinking about priorities and what is more important is very, it's crucial to deciding how to spend your time. And mm -hmm. I know my kids would rather me be eyeball to eyeball with them at say a sporting event than looking at the back of my head while I'm driving and focusing on the road exactly. just to get them somewhere that who, who drives them as long as it's, you know, someone you trust and you know, they're going to be safe. It really doesn't matter that that's not one of those that's not a good use of your time. So if you're able to find someone to help you with something like that, it does take back so many hours of your day. And although it might cost you money, let's be real. Time invested in one area is time away from another. And if you could be using that three hours that you would be driving for, to do something income producing, it's 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 a no brainer. Like mm -hmm. why do the penny jobs when you can be making dollars? Well, I guess it, for your audience, it's a, it's a different <laughs> denomination, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's all relevant, isn't it? So what are some of the simple hacks that you've told people, Nikki? What else can people do? I think the morning is one of the greatest time and energy suckers known to mom kind. I think as mothers, <laughs> the morning is so frenzied, especially when you have school-aged children and you need to be somewhere. And we waste hours of our lives just putting out different fires and emergencies and, and frankly, screaming at the kids to get ready. So I have found that planning this, like you would plan anything else really saves me so much time every morning. And that's, it ends up being hours of my week. I get back. So before we go to bed, we get ready for breakfast. So I make sure that they have access to bowls and spoons and the milk and cereal are places where they can reach, or if it's bagels or eggs, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I make sure that my coffee is already in the filter and the water is already in the coffee maker. So <laughs> all it. I have to do is press the button. All I right. make sure that my breakfast, I, I happen to love making um, smoothies. So I make sure all those ingredients are all together so that I can just add them into the blender and press the button. Mm -hmm. All those little things that I do the night before really save me time in the morning. I make sure everyone knows where their shoes are before we go to bed. What are you wearing tomorrow? Right down to your socks. Like make mm -hmm. sure you know where all of that stuff is. And I do that for myself. Mm -hmm. I pick out the necklace and the bracelet I'm going to wear. Do you? And Amazing. Yes. It's just so, because if you really think about it, like think next time you don't know what you're going to wear, time yourself and see how much time you spend <laughs> looking Opening in the mirror, the trying to decide, right? Like changing yeah. your clothes. And it, it, it's just a complete waste of time. If we can just take a few minutes the night before to get all of that stuff laid out. And sometimes I even, if I know I'm going to have a really tight morning, I, I put out like the blow dryer, the curling iron, everything I need. I don't want to even have to open a cabinet to grab it because I, I want to take that time back. And it takes me much less time to do the night before because I'm not feeling rushed. I don't have any, all these things on my mind. I'm not thinking about what I need to do in the next five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it, it has been a complete game changer. Love that. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's great to get everything ready in the morning. It is. No, but that's actually getting things ready at night, isn't it? And having it all laid out. So in the morning, mm -hmm. you're not, because your brain is already sort of 
I find up I'm already panicking about being late and this tracks back actually to childhood stuff as well because you you know when you when I was younger and I say we because everybody's different but I always had the thing of always being late for the school bus Mm -hmm. and then I was in a relationship with somebody who was always like you're going to be late at all the time and I'm like well I'm not going to be late so I've always got this fear that I'm going to be late when actually I'm not really always late yeah occasionally it goes a little bit later for whatever reason like you know my daughter having a meltdown that she doesn't want to wear a new dress or whatever which happened the other day but we can put that pressure on ourselves that Mm -hmm. you know we're going to be late or whatever but actually by planning stuff and being more organized about it we're creating extra pressure in our head that isn't really there and right. um and being organized and um i think one of the other useful hacks that have been useful for all my team is um using calendly and map boxing out our diaries mm-hmm. to be very intentional about how we spend our time and then yes being very open to people say well look if you need time with me and this is internal with the team members as well versus anybody external you've got a virtual pa which is a tool right calendly is like a virtual pa for you absolutely you know, and they just book in booking when they want to um see you and you've managed to block out your diary exactly when you want them to to be exactly in that time you're not going back and forth with emails right there are a lot of apps and there is a ton of technology out there that's what I was saying before about automating some things Mm. that are really there to help us Calendly's one I like Trello too for managing projects but you can do that even with your kids you can have a Trello board for homework or you know Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're getting these projects finish and there's a great sense of accomplishment there but also responsibility it's a way for them to learn these really important life skills definitely Mm -hmm. technology is a great thing that's really interesting and what do you say to people that struggle with like they have a work calendar and a personal calendar and obviously those two things can overlap what's your kind of advice for those that people struggling with those two things I like to just put them all together I put it all in one place so that I don't first of all double booking yourself is so embarrassing (laughs) and we don't want to do that. Right. Like I, I definitely want to make sure that anything that I've committed to, I can show up for. So I tend to to put them all together on my personal calendar. I put any, they put my personal and my work in one place where I can see everything. And then I know nothing's falling through the cracks and I'm not overextending or overcommitting myself. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And you can make things private, can't you, on your yeah. like, your work calendar? So that's mm-hmm. what I do. Is like I, I just have one calendar which everything sinks into. But then things are private, you know, if it's non-work related, so then people can't see it. So that works quite well. It does from that point of view. Lovely. Okay. And so this is something that you talk about, Nikki, to um, clients, etc. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do day to day with? like moms to get them back on track? Uh, Yeah, sure. So I'm a lawyer and a mom coach and I help working moms battle burnout by teaching them how to own their days and lose the mom guild. And a lot of what we talk about is time management, but we also talk about simple ways to love yourself and to remember that pouring into yourself is the only way you can show up for anyone else. Everyone who loves you and everyone in your life deserves the best version of you. And you have to remember that. So a lot of what we talk about and and deal with are one ways to, to take back your time so that you have more to give to yourself. And also just ways to lose the mom guilt to make choices, mental choices and emotional decisions that 
support you as a mom and as a woman versus berating yourself or telling your, yourself that you're no good or that you don't matter. And a lot of us, I think, have a tendency to speak to ourselves in ways we would never, ever, ever speak to our own children. But we speak to ourselves that way because we're really hard on ourselves. We put pressure on ourselves and we want to do things, quote unquote, perfectly. And perfect, of course, doesn't exist. And it mm. especially doesn't exist in motherhood. So I talk about all the hard things that moms go through, mom rage, everything, you you name it. And we normalize them. We, we talk about things that most people maybe don't want to talk about because they don't want th- other moms to know they're feeling this way. But guess what? We're all feeling that way. So we should talk about it. We should normalize it. And we should create ways to support each other and support ourselves in this very tumultuous journey of being a mother and a woman with goals and dreams and a business person and perhaps even a business owner. So I I recently wrote a book called, but definitely wear mascara hacks to help you love your mom life and yourself a little more. And it just came out. It's on available for pre-order on Amazon. So I can share that link with you and your audience. Oh, that's so exciting. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing Nikki, because I think, you know, we can, you talk about women and how we you know, get frustrated and rage, but the key thing we can do is put solutions into place. And I'm a big mm-hmm. solution person, right? So I've got to stop moaning, get on with it, do something different. So these hacks that you're sharing are so important. And it's really down to us as a listeners to go, you know what, we're really going to take action today. Let's stop moaning. <laughs> Right. angry let's stop feeling those negative emotions let's stop talking to ourselves in a bad way because you know my whole I went through this burnout process as well even you know in my Salesforce career I was like oh I've got a flexible lovely job and actually it was my whole ability to manage myself that stopped me having the flexibility and Mm. that freedom and it was through working with a coach and extra support and advice that helped me Reown. It wasn't the career choice. It was me and my mindset, and it was my ability to manage and uh, manage my time effectively, and do the things. Everything you've just said, you know, love myself, spend time on myself as much as I spend time with the kids, and everything. So, everything you're promoting and supporting is so important. Nikki, where can they go? Um, what's the name? What's the website that they can go to to find out more about your support? They can visit my website at youridealmomlife.com. And also can follow me on the podcast. I'm available on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And that's called Love Your Mom Life. Or on Instagram, my handle is at Nikki Odin, N-I-K-K-I-O-D-E-N. And I manage that account personally. So I will see any direct messages that come in. And I would love to be friends. Fantastic. Thank you. So I hope that's been useful for all of you that are struggling with time management right now. There is a way, um, you know, having a flexible, well-paid career is one opportunity. And if you are looking for a career that offers you more of that, then please do talk to us at Supermums and take our free five-day career challenge about what is a Salesforce career. But equally, if you have a Salesforce career or not, and it is about you and your mindset, which is equally as important, then do tap into Nikki's work as well. So thank you, Nikki, for joining us today. It's been lovely to hear some of your top tips. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. If you enjoyed the show today, please do rate and reviews on iTunes. We'd love to get your feedback. And uh, we hope you tune in to the next show as well. Speak to you all soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.